It's time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Hey, this is Lee Balkum. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast, the podcast designed to help you improve your life, find ways of thriving, and really make it to that next level, whatever that is for you. I believe that we are designed to thrive, not just survive, but to thrive. And sometimes that means we take on new things. And this week, we take on a new series. This series is all about habits. Now, I've got to admit that habits have not always been at the top of my list of things to talk about. I've always thought about how I like the, you know, the new movements, the new edges, the areas of life that we're moving into. But here's the thing. Most of our daily life is built around habits. In fact, you become your habits. Your life becomes your habits. I want you to think just for a moment about your day and about all the things that go on automatic. I've been thinking about this because my day has been on automatic a lot of the times for, for good and bad. Sometimes I have had days that just had bad habit after bad habit. I would get up and immediately check my email and get rolling in the stress of that before I did anything useful. And so I've become much more mindful of how I go into automatic mode. If you think about it, you probably pretty much get up and roll through a lot of your day without thinking about it. I get in the shower and I do the exact same showering routine of of how I wash my body off, where I start, where I finish. And I do that every single time. I don't think about it. I don't have to ponder, you know, did I did I wash my back? Did I scrub my back down? Did, Did I clean between my toes? Because I do it automatically. And Sometimes I've had to make some changes in that. I remember sometimes when I've traveled, you know, we've had to take those quick showers and I got in the habit of taking those quick showers where you'd get wet and and then you'd put the soap on and then you'd turn the water back on and and get uh, all that off. I learned that because I went to certain places, India and the Dominican Republic, where we needed to do that to conserve water. I got home and I realized that that was a pretty decent habit that I had learned there. And so I I do the same thing now. In other words, I created a habit for one reason and realized that it really didn't make much difference in my overall life, but it was a little bit better for the environment. How much of your life, though, is run by those habits? How habitual is it for you to do certain things in certain ways? I've noticed how many people are doing that like in driving. When we're in our neighborhood, I notice that people come out of their drives and habitually kind of just pull on out of their drive because they're used to doing it. There's not enough traffic that they worry about that too much, and so they habitually just pull out in traffic. And sometimes there happens to be traffic there, but we play on our habits. We do things on those habits, and they build your day. My morning, I've recently changed. I began to get up an hour earlier than normal so that I get my writing in, get that one hour of solid writing in before I do anything else. That's a change of my habits. And I can promise you, I don't do it 100% of the time. Sometimes sometimes I hit the snooze for a little bit longer. And, and if the night's really short, you know, if I just couldn't get enough rest, then I know that it's going to change my morning. But I'll tell you this, when I don't do it, I pay the price later that day in, in regret. And the same thing is I follow up my, my habit of uh, doing the writing with my habit of taking a walk. It just follows. And in fact, 
I put out all my clothes so that I can walk in the morning. That's part of the way I set that up so to make sure it happens in every morning, unless it's just horrible weather. My dog and I hit the sidewalks and, and go for about a five-mile walk. It's just the habit. You see, the brain tries to conserve energy. Your whole body is designed for that, but your brain is certainly designed to conserve energy. And so it's a lot easier for your brain to do things repetitively without having to put conscious thought in it. That's what habits serve for us. It allows us to do things just on automatic because any energy is a cost to the rest of your energy. This is the reason that Steve Jobs had the same work outfit every day. He wanted to eliminate that from his life. He, he didn't want to have to go in his closet and ponder what pants to wear, what shirt to wear. He just knew he pulled out the same uh, turtleneck and the same jeans. So I mean, he probably had several pairs, but there was no difference in them. So whichever one worked, he just had to grab and go. And part of the ways that I've kind of changed that for myself is that most of the time I'm grabbing a fleece and either jeans or shorts just to make it easier so I don't have to process that. That's part of how we build our lives out so that we get into conserving that energy. It's true about all of us. We all have our routines. Think about when you go somewhere else. Recently, I was on a trip and, and I realized how much of my routine was thrown off. I forgot to take my vitamins in the morning because my normal trigger wasn't there. I, I didn't get to do the kind of writing and, and walking that I do in the morning because the opportunity wasn't there. And, you know, when I was trying to get dressed, I was having to look through things. And when I was trying to get ready, I was having to look through things. And it threw my, my whole day off. And I realized that by the time I got to the meeting that I traveled for, I was already losing energy to the fact that I couldn't just go through my habits that I had to figure out how to get myself from point A to point B. So there's a good part to this. We tend to roll on automatic and we continue to do good actions once we get into them. If I don't go for a walk in the morning, my day's thrown off. If I don't do the normal things, if I don't take go and exercise, if I don't do some of those routine things, I feel off. The problem is it's true for the bad parts too. When we do those same unhealthy habits that have become that those habitual actions, we tend to follow through with them. One of the ways that we can most predict how we're going to do things again is how we've done them in the past. If you do a bad habit repeatedly, it will become more and more ingrained. If you do a good habit, it becomes more and more ingrained because our brain has these neuronal pathways. And the neuronal pathways tend to uh, help us to, to can find ways uh, to continue that same action. So a neuronal pathway happens by the connections in the neurons. You do something, and, and you've probably done this before, where you do something and the first time it feels awkward. And the second time, you get a little more comfortable with it. And the third time, you, know, you, you, you kind of feel comfortable. And the more you do it, the more it ingrains itself. Years ago, when I was a teenage, or young, young teenager, I was probably not even quite teen, uh, we were leaving the beach, and I bought a magic trick at the magic shop that I love to go to on vacation. And it was supposed to be simple, right? That's how it was advertised. It was simple, almost self-working. That's what they said. And so I got in the car, and I, you know, as we were starting to drive home, I pulled it open, and I started reading, and I realized that it required a sleight of hand that my hand wasn't used to, the actions of that hand. And so I began to work to make that action happen. I, I kept trying that slide. And so we had this long ride. Now, 
as we were driving home, I realized I couldn't go back and, and exchange it at the magic shop. We were already gone. We were headed home. My, my father wasn't going to turn around and let me exchange a little $5 trick. So I had that trick. It was going to be mine. And so I could either sit and fume about it or I could figure it out. And I remember I tried and I tried and I could not get that slight to happen. It just would not go in my hands. I could not do the trick. And I kept trying and I kept trying. And then I would put it down and I would be upset about it for a little bit and I would go back and I would try it again. Part of what was happening was my brain was beginning to make some connections between my fingers and the muscles in my brain. And and so over time, I was beginning to get the move down. And I remember suddenly I picked it up and I could do it. And then I could do it automatically over time. And since it's a basic slight, I suddenly learned how to do a number of tricks because I learned that one. All because I had allowed my brain to build the neuronal pathways necessary for that action, which is exactly what happens when we're building a habit. We're creating a better neuronal pathway, or at least we're creating a neuronal pathway. And if it's a good habit, we're creating a better neuronal pathway. There's a little saying that comes from Frank Outlaw. It's been tossed around as coming from lots of other people, including the Buddha and uh, lots of other people. But it actually, as far as I can tell and as others have looked, it came from Frank Outlaw, who was the late president of Bilo Supermarket. At some point, he said, watch your thoughts. They become words. Watch your words. They become actions. Watch your actions. They become habits. Watch your habits, they become character, and watch your character, for it becomes your destiny. Notice how that flows. Your thoughts become words, and your words become actions, and your actions, because they're repeated over and over, become habits, and then your habits become your character, which is your destiny. That's the power of habits to either get you where you want to be or keep you stuck, one way or the other. I like to think about my life as being really about habits and events, those two pieces. Habits are those recurring, everyday kind of things in life where I don't even have to think about it. And it may be as simple a habit as when I'm going to look at my phone or or when I'm not going to look at my phone. That can be a habit too. You might notice that sometimes when you slip into a, a habit, it becomes easier the next time once you cross over. So, you know, maybe you've committed to not looking at your phone while you're driving and then you, you sneak a peek. And you sneak a peek and everything goes okay, and so then you try it again later on. And and then you find yourself habitually checking your phone as you're driving, all because you crossed over at some point. That's true throughout life. Do you habitually take care of yourself, or do you habitually do things that get in your way? Do you habitually drink water, or do you find yourself having to choose that? Do you habitually exercise, or do you find yourself having to force that? We'll talk about how to build these habits as we move through this process, and and how to build them is also how you undo those bad habits. The other are the events, and those are out of the main. They don't happen every day, so you kind of have to have some thought put into them. So for me, a good way of differentiating is the difference between my exercise 
and maybe going for a trail run. I like to trail run. I like to paddleboard. I enjoy those things, but I can't do them on a daily basis. A lot of times it's too wet or too messy or I'm too busy. It just takes too much of a block of time to do that. And so it's an event when I put that together, as opposed to pretty much every day after I go for a walk, I come back and do a little exercise. Sometimes I go to a gym in our neighborhood. Sometimes I just go to my basement and do something there. But every day I try to be consistent that I'm going to do some exercise. That's the habit of exercise. Even though the exercise may vary, it's habitual that I do it. And by the way, just to give you an idea, when I go to the gym, I habitually do the same exercises. I know the routine I'm going to do. So even that creates a sub-habit. And when I go to the basement, I generally follow the same protocol of those exercises. So that becomes a sub-habit. But every day, I'm going to try to be active in some way. Then there are times when I'm going to have an event, Uh, where I'm going to go for a run. And it takes some planning, some thought. I have to make sure I have everything. And and where I can tell the difference is when I'm going to exercise, everything falls into place. I have everything with me that I need because I do it repetitively. Almost invariably, when I get on to a trail run, I realize I've left something at home. Maybe it doesn't matter, but you know, I don't have everything together because it's out of my habits. Habits often arise because those actions that worked at one time become the norm. And that's, you know, events are just going to happen. You have to manage the events, and and events are good and bad, right? There are some times that we want to avoid those, and just like there are good and bad habits, there are good and bad events. But what we're really focused on in this series is building those habits. They always come because there was a, a, a time that it worked, You might know people who have realized that their habits aren't working for them. The way they study, maybe they studied in high school and they get to college and the habit of study no longer works because they they have a hard time getting to that next level. Things change as they've moved up the education process and it's hard to change those habits because they become ingrained or or sometimes we find that the way we reacted uh, long ago, and by the way, reactions are habits. Let's say that you're a yeller, right? Someone who raises their voice at people. That's a habit. You don't have to do that, right? It's not mandatory. Other people uh, never yell, and that's their habit, that they're not going to raise their voice. And notice that I- interaction patterns are habits. And so maybe you learn that not yelling works for you. Maybe you learn that yelling does work for you. At least it did at one point. And so it becomes a regular part. It becomes a recurring action. It re- becomes a natural reaction to things. So it's better when we're intentional about choosing, but recognize that sometimes it's just that we got a, a feedback. We got some, some natural feedback from something and, and it becomes ingrained. Your habits are incredibly useful. They are about your environment, your intention, and your actions, your environment around you. How are you going to deal with your environment around you? If it's your daily life, the habits are going to allow you to move through your environment as easily as possible. If you've set those habits intentionally, like me deciding that uh, my habit was to get up and go right for that hour, and my habit was to then go walk for those five miles, that's intentional. It didn't just happen that I found myself at six o'clock in the morning sitting at my computer. It didn't just happen that I found myself walking along. However, they've developed. I became intentional about leaning into my writing, and so I had to make a choice on when I was going to do that. 
And I didn't start at five miles when I was riding. I, when I was walking, I, walk, I walked a little bit and I walked a little bit more until, you know, I kept adding these parts of our neighborhood until it was up to five miles, which is part of the actions. You know, habits are always based in those actions. So your habits are either the road to your goals or they're detours from the goal. They work one way or the other. They're either the way you get to what you want or they keep you from getting there. Where you are right now, and this is why this series is so important, where you are right now is a direct result of the habits carrying you there. Remember, there are these events that happen around us that that aren't the norm. But most of your day, the majority of your day is based in habit. And so where you are right now is a result of those habits. That's true around your health, your happiness, your success, your wealth. Think about your health for a minute. If you have healthy habits, where you are is a result of that. If you have unhealthy habits, where you are is a result of that, at least partially. Sure, there are other things that are going on. There are genetics and other things that are outside of your control. But of the pieces you have control, they fall within the habits of what you do, of how you choose your food or, or, or don't choose, just grab, how you exercise, how you uh, make sure that you get some movement in each day. All of those habits that you could build around your health determine where you land. The same is true for happiness. Are you doing things that bring ha- happiness or joy or gratitude into your life? Do you have gratitude habits or do you have scarcity habits? Do you have habits that move you towards success where you every day decide to do a few things to further your goals? Or do you have habits that get you collapsing into the easy chair at night and only watching TV without ever doing anything for some growth? Or how about wealth? You know, wealth is generally a habit of accumulation versus the habits of spending, of wasting. Your habits determine where you are. And as we go through these ser- this series, we're going to talk about how you build those habits and how you find those, those places to dig in. And finally, how you develop your linchpin habits, the ones that create the bigger and bigger compounding effects. In the next in the series, I'll talk about how you make those habits stick. Right now, I want to leave you with a thought to watch yourself this week and notice how much of your day is based in habit and how you can change that habit to get to something better. This is Lee Balkum wishing you a thriving life. listening to the Thrivology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thrivology.com or at thrivologymagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it.